Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yourself on the back, take a deep breath. <sighs> And make no mistake that you are right here, right now, for a reason. Welcome to the On Purpose Podcast, where together we will empower ourselves and others to live life with more passion and purpose. Jared, how are you doing this evening? I'm great after that intro, Mr. Ali. I love hearing that, and uh, it gets me excited to be back with you. I'm currently out on the road getting ready to teach up in Montana, so I'm missing my guys. So I love being able to connect and get back with you and uh, let's deliver a great message to all our listeners. We were talking about the numbers off air a little bit and it's blowing me away that so many people are jumping on board already. I'm not surprising because I think when we sit down, we have ideas, it's good stuff, but uh, I'm very humbled that they're trusting us on this journey. Yeah, it, it is really humbling and awesome to know that that many people are listening. Now I want to see a lot of our listeners turn in some homework because that is the key differentiator of our podcast. We're not just talking, we're listing action items, which Jared and I also do in order to live our lives with more passion and purpose. So let's definitely hit on the homework. Last week was a little bit uh, about supplements and substances that you use in your life. So please get that to us at on purpose dot official at gmail.com so jared and i think it's important ali on that like we know that's personal stuff right so you can email us you can dm us but the reality is this is not the easy road podcast this isn't the road most commonly traveled podcast right there's a ton of other places you can go and stay in the herd this is where you come to stand out and part of standing out is we take inventory, we assess ourselves, we we look at what's helping us, what's hurting us, and uh, and we share it. You know, Ali and I both talked about our histories last week, and and we learn from it, we respect each other on it, we respect our differences of opinion, and um, the best way to get the most out of this is to participate, right? Sitting back and listen, that's kind of entertaining, but man, we want growth, we want purpose, and we want to help people get to the best life they can. So I'm with Ali, man. We got to get this homework going. We got to start taking our self-improvement seriously because the reality is if you don't want to improve yourself, if you're not going to do it, nobody else can do it for you. Starts with you. That's right. So let's get into our episode titled Selfish or Self-Respect. There's a fine line. So I, I got a question for you, Jared, to start us off. What do you think is the difference between being selfish and having self-respect? Do, do you think do you think there's a difference or is that synonymous? Talk to us a little bit about that. Now that's, that's a good question. I think there's a big difference between being selfish and setting respectful boundaries for yourself. Um, selfish is when I'm involved in a relationship and I'm looking to take, take, take. But there's also times where I'm in relationships and I feel like I'm getting taken from that I have to put up boundaries and respect myself and respect my wishes and how I'm feeling about it. And I think that's where we struggle in today's world is 
um, we're about being vulnerable and we're making great strides and opening up and really talking about problems and issues that are bothering us. Um, however, sometimes we're not so good at putting up those barriers to protect ourselves a little bit. And then we start to get that resentment and that feeling of I'm being taken advantage of. So to me, I, I think that's the simplest way is selfish is when I'm in something and I'm looking to gather and take everything and self-respect is when I respect myself enough to put up healthy boundaries to where I can give you where I'm comfortable, but I'm not being taken advantage of. What are your thoughts on that? I, I agree. I agree. I think, I think you're exactly right to where you're only focused on what you can get out of the relationship when you're, when you're being selfish and only, only thinking about yourself. But I think that you have to be selfish sometimes. There are times where, where you have to be selfish. And I've, I've learned that with, with a few different relationships, you know, business relationships, romantic relationships, and even personal relationships. And, and I think it's, it's a really, you know, for me, I'm, I'm still learning. I'm still learning on really how to balance that selfishness and self-respect. So I need help with when do I know I'm not being selfish enough, right? When, what, what do you think is a good basis for our listeners to know like, okay, I'm not being selfish enough. I, I need to be more selfish and take a little bit more for me. Yeah. Any- yeah. I think it, it's easy to me, right? Is um, if everything I'm doing is making you better, everything I'm giving is moving someone else further ahead. And I feel like I'm getting further behind. I'm not learning. I'm not growing that I'm being too selfless, right? I, I think life needs to be a little more selfish at times, right? Selfish for my own growth, selfish for my own development, selfish to have a dream. I, I think one of the biggest places you'll find this, and this is where we're a little different, Ali, is parenting, right? A parent is one of the most selfless jobs you can ever have, right? Literally everything about you, especially when the kids are little, everything in their world revolves around you providing it. Food, shelter, security, love, discipline, like everything you do is about them. And then a lot of times, like where I'm at in my life now, my kids are older, they don't need you as much. And I think a lot of people lose their identity because they've been selfless for so long, they haven't selfishly developed who they're going to be. And so to me, parenting is a perfect example. Sometimes people get lost. And, and on the negative side, you see those parents that live through their kids and they push them super hard in sports and they're the ones that are touting their kids doing this and that. And what is that? Well, it's because they weren't selfish enough to keep their own identity. So their identity became through their kids. So now they're selfless to a fault. So mm. I, I think when I, when I think like that, to me, that's almost like the perfect example. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and you don't have kids yet, but I think if you look back to your parents or other, or maybe some of your coworkers, your buddies you hang around with that have kids, you can kind of see that shift in their personality where they used to be very goal driven and they had these dreams and ideas and then they had kids and suddenly all your dreams go on the back burner and everybody else's dreams become more important. That That's a great point. So for all the parents out there, this sounds really tough to me. I'm, I'm not a parent, but when do you know as a parent that you're not being selfish enough? Well, um, I, I think it comes naturally. I think it comes when your kids are ready to jump out of the nest and flap their own wings and you stop and realize that all your friends, all your circles revolved around your kids' sports, your kids' schools, your kids' activities. And now that your kids are moving past all that, 
sometimes you get lost. And I'll tell you, in our family, we went through that. You know, my wife was a great mom. That's That was her goal in life was to raise our kids. She was able to stay home for a long time. I worked. And now the kids don't really want to be around. She's like, man, I have all this time. What am I supposed to do? Fortunately for us, I have people like Ali and Alex in my circle that kind of push me. And we're like, okay, now this is the time for us to reignite our engines and let's go chase some different goals that maybe we put on the back burner before. Which kind of leads me to my question for you, Ali. Do you think you're ever in perfect balance between being selfish and selfless? Or is it always kind of in flow? I think everything's always in flow. I don't think that you're, all, that you're ever in a perfect balance in anything. So, so I think that it's, always, that it's always a balancing act. And that when you, when you see things are getting in balance, you need to do a little bit more of the other and, and so on. So for me, I'll, I'll give a specific example. My, my business partner, uh, my ex-business partner who finally resigned, I think that I took a stance. One of my favorite books ever, my favorite book ever is How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. And there's a lot of principles in that book that really avoid any type of negativity. You know, uh, be hearty in your approbation and lavish in your praise. Bas- basically, call attention to people's mistakes indirectly. Uh, o- really be only positive reinforcement. And, and I think that I went too far on one side for a really long time to where I chose not to embrace things because I was trying to be so selfless to where I didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. I didn't want to, uh, to, to have those real difficult conversations because I was being so selfless and thinking that I could indirectly call attention to, to his mistakes or people's mistakes and I could make it up. Right. And now in retrospect, I'm like, man, I wasted a lot of time, not necessarily being, being self, not because I wasn't selfish enough, but because I was being too selfless and, and, and thinking like, that's okay. That's okay. So it's, it's definitely always a balancing act in my opinion. And what happened? Let me, let me follow up with that. Cause I think you're right on the, the cusp of a very big point for our listeners to catch is when you started what emotion did you start feeling when it made you realize you were being too selfless? What, what was the emotional trigger that made you think, wait a second, I got to look at this. Wait, I'm being way too selfless. What were you feeling? I was feeling irritated and that irritation yeah. turned to, to anger, resentment, and I, I would let things fester because I would put on this facade of like, oh, it's all good. Don't worry. We're going to get it. It's all right. We'll take care of it. Instead of being like, whoa, this is not okay. We, we need to talk about this and really addressing the issue when, when it happened. Yeah, and I think that's it. I think that's the, the key is how do you know when you're being selfless, too selfless and not selfish enough is when you start resenting all the things you used to love to do, right? Like I used to love, you know, doing this one activity because I knew it helped my neighbor. And then, you know, maybe it's like mowing the yard. Like I, I helped my elderly neighbor mow the yard one time because they were out of town. And then all of a sudden they expected every week. Now I'm like, I'm mowing it, but I'm pissed because they just expect it. Now I'm too self. I'd rather be working on my car than mowing your yard. But right. You get that emotional shift. So I think that's the key is when, when you feel the resentment, the anger towards what you used to like doing, you're probably being too selfless. Yeah, that's a good point. Feeling, feeling negative emotions when 
frankly, it should be if, if you're doing a selfless. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Back, it should be bringing the positive. Yeah, and I think it usually starts out that way. And at some point, we, we it drifts too far to where we don't want to be doing it. We didn't, we don't set those boundaries, and it's easy to be taken advantage of. And I think to me, that's that's a real fine line, right? Being selfless enough to put others first, and being so selfless you get taken advantage of. Yeah, I think something that I used to do too much and and struggle with, and now I'm like, man, why was I such a bitch and always like apologizing? Is is apologizing? And, and always saying like, oh, sorry, sorry. And, and, and just being, I don't know if you would call it selfless, but, but caring, caring too much about what other people thought. And I think that, that that's a part of, that can be kind of lost in selflessness, right? To where you're, you're lowering your value when you try to be too selfless, right? Oh, sorry. And, and, and even in emails or texts, like, sorry for the delay and stuff to where now I stopped apologizing. And, and I think we talked uh, really about anything unless I truly made a mistake. But other than that, I, I realized that that was something to where I was, I was being too selfless and it, and it, and it took away from, from some of my self-respect, right. Of, of having respect for my own time and my own actions. Well, yeah, and you start you're you're starting a, an engagement, a conversation, a relationship off by apologizing for something. Let's be honest, you don't really feel sorry for, right? You're exactly. saying, "Hey, I'm sorry," Same. because you think you're supposed to say it, but you, inside you don't. Well, what kind of relationship are we going to have? What kind of business relationship, coach student relationship, uh, podcast hosting relationship are we going to have if when you feel something, you have to start by saying sorry that you felt this way. It's going to be a sorry ass relationship. Right, that's right. what it's going to be. <laughs> and I think that's where we struggle in the world today is nobody wants to be selfish, right? Everybody wants to be the guy that puts everybody first. And we're so hypersensitive to offending anybody that a lot of times we're not really our true selves, right? right. Is it selfish for me to say, hey, Ali, I think like on the last podcast, you should have done this better. And we have that dialogue. No, that's how we grow. And I think by avoiding those difficult conversations, you're truly stunting your growth. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, the Google definition for selfish is lacking consideration for others concerned chiefly with one's own personal profit or pleasure to where I think we need to reframe the word selfish because sometimes a lack of consideration for others is a good thing. And I have found myself, especially in previous years, in the first couple of years of being my own business, having too much consideration for others, caring what they think, caring how they feel, caring too much about them and not for my personal personal profit or pleasure. And again, you know, you, you have to be considerate, but you're absolutely right with all, all the saying sorry and the framing and saying sorry for something you're not actually being for is, I don't think that's lacking consideration. That's just being straightforward. Right. And I agree. And I think 
is there a time that being selfish is beneficial to you? Is there a time to say is being selfish beneficial to your family? Yeah, I think it depends. It depends on the context. I think it depends on the context. For example, if if I had a family of my own, right, kids and 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 you wife do, and everything, you got the on purpose podcast family. I'll yeah, yeah, you, you know what I'm saying. So, <laughs> so, so if I had a family for like at home, the the mom and the wife and kids and everything, it may be considered selfish working later hours. Right. But it, it may be a selfish act, depending on how you want to look, what perspective you want to look at it at is I want a better life for my family. You know, I want a better, better life. I may miss a couple games here and there because I'm traveling for business. Again, it's, it, it's that balancing act. But I think at the end of the day that we, we, we need, we need to be more selfish. At least a lot of the, a lot of people that I interact with, I find myself saying, don't apologize a lot. Don't apologize to my Toastmasters group or people that I'm doing business with. Hey, no, no need to apologize because we're so concerned about, maybe not even necessarily concerned about having consideration for others, but concerned with if people think we have consideration for others. Yeah, exactly. We're getting caught up in the context and the appearance versus the actual sincerity. And, and I'll tell you, I mean, both you and Alex are about to embark on one of the most selfish things you can do, and that's mixed martial arts fighting, um, which I'll be honest with you is why I, I kind of got out of it when I did is it just didn't mesh with where my spirit was naturally going, right? And, and I'll tell you, MMA is very selfish, and it's very different than jujitsu because of this. When you go to jujitsu, you and I can roll and I'll give and take with you and we'll share and, and we'll both learn and, and we walk away because we're there giving. Like jujitsu is more giving. MMA is pretty much about taking. Like when it's our rounds to spar, like I have to dominate you, especially if I have a fight on the books. Like I'm not in there to help coach you and help you get a little bit better. Like I have to dominate you because I'm training for a specific event, which this person is going to try to dominate me. So, so to me, those are two perfect examples. Uh, MMA is a lot more selfish. You know, it's your workout, it's your diet, it's your nutrition, it's your your one on one coaching. It's it's what you're getting from the class. Whereas you come to jujitsu, and it's more about hey, you know, smack hands, let's roll a little bit, we'll talk a little bit. It's just a completely different uh, mindset going there. And I think both of you guys got to be prepared for that because as you are very selfless in very many aspects of your life, when you say, hey, I'm fighting September 4th at Budweiser Event Center on this show, we've got to kick in a selfish gear to make sure you're prepared because your preparation won't be prepared if you're selfless. Does that make sense? Yeah. You're, you're going to have to do that. Now, let me tell you though. I believe going back to your other questions about balance, I think you have seasons, right? And I think like, like we, like we've been hitting on it in the spring, right? The garden of dreams, the, the podcast, listen to that one. If you haven't, it's got our highest listenership already. So get on it. Um, things have seasons, right? So when I'm fighting MMA, I'm more selfish than normal. So I don't spend a ton of time beating myself up about why am I selfish right now? Why am I not giving more? Because I know this is a short window in which I have to pour into me to get the outcome I want or to be prepared as much as I want. 
then afterwards I can always shift and give more and be more selfless. But I think one of the things that people struggle with is they're always in internal conflict trying to find that perfect balance of selfless and selfless and selfish. And I really don't think you get there. I think you have seasons where, like you said, if you're on a business trip, well, these three months are going to be pretty selfish. I got to be on the road, but I get to take my kids on this crazy vacation afterwards. So I get to reinvent the selflessness afterwards. So I think people got to have a little more grace in their expectation that they're ever going to be perfectly balanced on a lot of things. And especially when it comes to balancing being selfish and selflessness. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You're in certain circumstances, you're being selfish if you're not being selfish, right? You need to have that foundation and take care of what you need to in order to be able to contribute value. Yet you have to build that foundation. So I think if you're if you're a completely selfless person and always giving, 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 then you're not really worth a shit because you haven't been selfish enough to gain value, to gain that profit or pleasure, like in the Google definition, to really be able to give back. Right. Yeah. So if it, it, like you're saying, if you have those seasons, if you have your time of selfishness to where you're gaining, you're learning, you're growing. Well, guess what? Then that's when you can turn around and the next season is a little period of selflessness and giving back. But if you weren't selfish when you were preparing for your MMA fights, you're focused, you're not doing all the, the family nights and doing everything. And, you know, Trey comes along and wants to, wants to learn, hey, dad, I want to learn some moves, blah, blah. If you weren't selfish during that time, you're being selfless is it really doesn't have any value. No. Well, and, and for me, it even hits more home because Trey walks me to the cage every one of my fights, right? And like that was a huge moment for us. And that was something he'd always look forward to. And it was, it was an amazing bond and experience between father and son to share that. And if yeah. I hadn't been selfish in my preparation up to that point, I couldn't have selfless, selflessness enough to have him walk out confident that I was going to honor him. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's powerful. Yeah, yeah. I can only imagine like walking out my dad. Let's go dad. Beat some ass. All right. So I will, I will pull it up. I, we have some pretty sick video of us walking out and we come out from behind the curtain and the song comes on and, and that was crit places. I'll see if I can find that. And I'll share it with you guys. Maybe we could throw it up on the podcast notes or something, but it was, it was awesome. It's, it's definitely uh, one of those moments that we will always have. That's awesome. That's awesome. So let me let's let's get to some tangible res- things our our listeners can do because that's why they're here, right? This is it's entertaining, but man, we got to get better at this stuff. So, Ali, what are some things you do to help you identify when you're being too selfless or when you need to be more selfish? What are some tips you have or strategies you use? When I need to be more selfish or selfless. Hmm. You know, I'll, I'll be honest. I don't really have specific strategies on, on finding when I have to be more selfish or selfless, but, but I'll say this. I think that everybody should be extremely selfish with their time. Yeah. Your time. That's the only thing that you cannot get back. You cannot get back. So you need to be selfish with those hours in a sense that you are putting them where you want to go. I mean, I mean, frankly, and this may sound ridiculous to some people, but I value, I look at my time and I'm like, I'm worth a thousand dollars an hour. You know, the, the, the time is ticking that 
one hour for me of my time is worth a thousand dollars. Now I'm not making that much yet, but that that's the type of value that, that I put on there to where if I'm going to be with the lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Selfless and, and giving out some of, some of my, my time, I really want to make sure that if if I'm, it's not just being, it's not just being wasted, like just, just random leisure. Like I'm either, I'm either adding value to someone's life or adding value to my life. So one, one thing that I do, time management thing that I do is turn off all of my notifications on my cell phone. And that was, that was just a reminder. That was a notification. Just you on it. <laughs> and one thing that I, I used to fear having a lack of consideration, right? Not getting back to someone quickly enough because of a text or a comment on a, on whatever. And now I, sometimes I won't see text for like five or six hours because I don't get the pop-up. I have to open up the, the message and go and like, Oh man, I have a few text messages. Same thing with news or notifications. Someone liked or commented on an Instagram post or whatever, because it adds up that compound effect. You look at your phone, even if you're not opening, Oh, who's this? Oh, wait, what? Did they call me on something? Okay. Oh, oh, wait. All right. What was I doing? But there's, there's one minute there. You did that 50 times in a day. That's almost an hour of just back and forth kind of thing. So I think that be, be selfish with your time, but realize that you being selfish with your time allows you to be selfless because you're, you're managing that time. So, so, so strictly. That that is awesome, and and I'm glad I asked you that question first because I don't think I could have answered it as well because I I think you're absolutely right. I think <laughs> um, when you respect your time and you're selfish with your time, you get to bring you have more time to bring value to others, which is selflessness, and I think that's awesome. So yeah, I honestly hadn't even thought of that until you know you had explained to me that so i need to work on that as well as turn off my notifications because i know i'll start working on something then i'll see like right now you know messenger just popped up and i see myself glance and then my mind goes okay what's going on over here versus focusing so that's something i want to do um so i think we got to learn how to respect our time right i think that's a key step i think the second one that i really like to focus on is respecting my mind and we kind of hit on this one in an earlier podcast about our social media, cons- our media consumption and it primarily focused on social media. But I respect my mind by really putting up limits on who's it getting into my mind, what kind of messaging is coming into my mind, uh, what kind of news I allow myself to see, how much time I'm spending on social media, what kind of influences um, 
Am I spending my time around people that are complaining and negative and, and don't see a glass half full? Or am I spending my time around people that are dreamers and achievers and goal seekers? So I think you got to respect your mind and not everybody needs access to you, right? And not everybody needs the same amount of access. And, and I think that's where we can really get better is you know what kind of mood you're in. So for me, if I'm in a creative mood, I know there's certain people I'm going to talk to, there's certain music I'm going to listen to, there's certain messaging I'm going to allow into my mind because it f fuels the creative. If I'm in a doubtful situation, my mind's playing tricks on me, I'm not feeling as good, I go to the reassurers in my life. And I, and I think knowing who to go to is a big place that people kind of drop the ball and they, they go to the same person over and over and that person may be your best friend but they may not have the tools to help you through what you're currently facing. So for me, I really take inventory of who's in my life and then I know what they're good at and I know when to go to them when in need. And then I also know when they're going to come to me in need, if that makes some sense there. So I think you got to respect your time. And you got to respect your mind. Yeah, that, that definitely makes sense. I mean, our mind, we better show it some respect because that's everything, right? Everything comes from the mind and we have 60,000 thoughts a day. On average, I forgot where that I read that stat, but Alex, you might want to fact check me on that one. <laughs> around around sixty thousand thoughts a day, and you can imagine how much more our mind is getting distracted when when we have all these notifications popping up and and just all this stuff. So I agree, we have to be aware of. Again, you're always hitting on the awareness. What what are we allowing our mind to consume, even in the background, even if you're not listening to the music, whatever words, if you're not actively listening, the subconscious is still picking up on that. One thing I've recently done, Jared, I've been trying to get in the habit of meditation for years, and the past this past year has been finally my breakthrough to where I've been hitting some streaks. I use this app called Insight Timer primarily because I'm a cheap ass and that's the good free one. And yeah. I didn't want to upgrade. I, I use a few different ones and then they're trying to charge me. I was like, nah, fuck that. Get out of here. So inside timer is free. You don't need to pay for inside timer. And they have some awesome guided meditations on there to where I'm, I'm hitting streaks now. And I think that's people always talk about meditation, but it really is when you talk about respecting your mind, I think that's one of the, one of the biggest things you can do in the conscious state because when we're sleeping, we are, we're in the subconscious, right? But the conscious, oh, thanks, Alex, just got the message, between fifty to 70,000 thoughts per day. Yeah, so right there, right in, right in that number. When we are conscious and we can quiet our mind, that's, that's really showing some respect to our mind. And that's almost giving fitness because our mind just wants to keep going, producing thoughts, producing emotions, do you have experience with, with meditation? Do you use it? Yeah, I do. I, I have a morning ritual that I, I swear by, and I've seen a huge amount of success since I started it. Um, I was just actually looking at it earlier. I started it uh, the 1st of March in 2018, and I literally start every morning. I get up, and I just sit, and I meditate for 10 minutes and um, just clear my mind. I, I sit in the, the living room nice and quiet. It's dark. Nobody else is up. And then as soon as I'm done with that, I, I jump on my computer. I don't go to email. I don't go to social media. I don't go to anything. I go to my documents and I pull up my uh, gratefulness and my intentions document. And I start every day by writing, what am I grateful for? And like today, you know, I, I had a variety of things, but, you know, I'm grateful that I get to spend time with my mom. 
I'm grateful that I get to help Andrea with her business while we're on the road. I'm grateful for the opportunity to do a podcast from a remote locations and connect with you guys. So I'm setting the tone for not what am I anxious for in the day, not what am I dreading in the day, but what am I already grateful for? What am I already excited about? And then one of the key things that, that's really helped me is I'm grateful for all the problems that will be presented to me today, which I know seems weird, right? Like most of us spend time like we want that perfect day. We don't want problems. I'm grateful for them because any problems I have today I've worked to have those problems. That means I had success in the past, which presented new problems. So I'm grateful. So I start off with 10 minutes of meditation. I write what I'm grateful about. And then I write what are my intentions for today. You know, and I always start my intentions are, you know, to be strong in my belief, to be strong in my words, to be strong in my writings, and to share, you know, to inspire, to, to be part of people's lives. So I'm talking about what I'm grateful for and then what do I intend to get out of the day not what do I intend to take not, not, not even really I intend to achieve because sometimes you may not achieve what you wanted because variables come up but what do I intend for the day I intend to share my message I intend to be happy I intend to live loudly and I intend to use my words and take action and act and I start every morning with that. And I, I tell you, I like it because it removes some of the doubt of eating breakfast, drinking coffee and going out and being like, okay, world, throw it at me. What do you got? Like I'm already going out and being like, okay, where's that problem? Oh, there's my first problem. My favorite route to work's backed up. Oh man, now I get a chance. I get to find, I get to go see a house I don't see, right? Because now I get a chance to take another route. It's the same thing, right? Like you, you're, you're not going to get through traffic you're either angry and upset and you sit there and fester and it makes your day spiral out of control or you're like, shit, man, I haven't driven by this park in years. Oh, I put up a new building, right? Alternate route, same thing, two different mindsets. So I really believe in taking charge of my mind. I'm not letting, I, I don't want that doubt and negativity in there. I'm going to build it the way I want it. And I think um, the beautiful thing is I'm not very smart, to be honest with you guys. And if I can do it, all of our listeners can do it. It just takes practice, dedication. I do it over and over. That is a beautiful routine. That 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 is great. Thanks for sharing. That's that's living on purpose, right? You're really framing your mind. That's showing respect from your mind. There's one thing I want to touch on real quick that that you brought up, which is gratitude. Which yeah. I'm a huge huge advocate of. And I was actually at my Toastmasters meeting earlier this evening, and one of our newer members, he, he's never heard me speak on gratitude or, or he doesn't even know that I'm a huge advocate of it. And it was fascinating to hear that he used to have anger management issues. I went to a counselor and he said, you know, I tried uh, boxing, therapy, yoga, all this stuff. And he said that the number one thing that helped him get over his anger issues and really manage his emotions was gratitude. I was like, wow, that, that's really cool to hear from somebody just randomly saying that. So I just wanted to, to, to bring that up. So we talked about the difference between being selfish and selfless. Sometimes when you got to be more selfish and, and it, it sounds like we kind of have framed it around having respect for your own time and having respect for your own mind. Is there anything else that you think is an important piece of, of that self-respect, your own time and your own mind? Yeah. I, I, to me, it boils down to one more key component and that's your happiness. 
you got to respect your happiness. If, if I'm around people that don't make me happy, I'm doing things that don't make me happy, man, this life is short. This ride is short. You're never getting that back. Make a change. And, and I'll tell you, for me, um, one of the biggest things is I had 21 years as a police officer. I was getting to the end where I would, it wasn't what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. It wasn't fulfilling. I, I could feel negative emotions towards it as I got to work every day. And I was like, man, there's got to be more here. And a lot of the changes we made, a lot of starting this podcast is this makes me happy, right? Like of all things, it makes me happy. I feel good. And the more things you do about being happy and feeling good, the more you're going to attract the same thing. And, and um, I think too many people get caught up. We can do another podcast on this about the, the salary and the benefits. And they, they do the same thing over and over because they've always done it. And it's safe and secure. But at the end of the day, they're not happy. And, you know, Alex, Alex and I were talking, you know, before the podcast about why did I make that leap? Why would I retire now when I'm super young and create this uncertainty and lose the guaranteed paychecks and lose my health insurance and, and take on all this responsibility? One, I want it. I've dreamt of having all this. And two, man, I want to be happy. If I have less money and more happiness, I'll trade that every day of the week. And then most importantly, I want my kids to see me at my happiness, at my happiest. Right. And I want them to look and go like, wait a second, like dad did this to be happy. What can I do to be happy? Because I think too many world, people in the world today just aren't genuinely happy. And like you said, gratitude is a great emotion. Um, respect in our mind, knowing what we're getting out of the world, but just being happy, just looking at the world and being like, man, it's freaking spring. You guys are in the 80 degrees or 70s or shorts and it's snowing on me. And guess what? I'm still happy, right? Like you get to choose that. And I think, I, I guess if I would close up with that, Ollie, I'd say too many people don't realize they are in control of choosing to be happy. Yeah, isn't that crazy? The happiness is a choice. I'm, I'm really glad you brought up happiness because I, I used to be the same to where I would think that, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm in the grind right now. Right? Like I'm, I'm working towards happiness. And, and I used to think that happiness was always behind an achievement, right? Oh, in order for me to be happy, I need to get here. I, I need to make this much money or, or meet this special person or accomplish a certain goal. And it very recently in my life, having awesome, friends, mentors like you and, and a lot of people at trials and Toastmasters and everything, I've realized like, wow, no, it's, it's, it's a choice daily. And I can be having a, a shitty day and I'll, I can still find something to be grateful for, still find something to laugh about, still find something to be goofy about and be happy. So I'm, I'm really glad that you brought that up because you're absolutely right. But I think you hit it on the head. You can find it, which means you're what? Looking yeah. for it. Mm-hmm. Right. If I'm not looking for it, I'm probably not going to find it. Or maybe I get lucky. My boy Ali or Alex brings it into my world because he shows up with his happiness and I vibe off of it. That's cool. Every now and then you're going to need that. Yeah. But if I come out and every day I set my intentions in the morning, what am I grateful for? What are my intentions for the day? What am I happy about? Well, then I'm not letting the world decide if I get to be happy. I'm not letting traffic decide if I get to be happy. I'm not letting the weather decide or what Trump did or didn't do, right? Like I'm choosing to be happy. Yeah. And, and here, you know, like you guys said earlier, Ali, man, every minute that you waste is a minute you never get back. 
I choose to be happy. We spent an hour on this podcast together. Like this is a happy hour. Yeah. Right. Because we choose that. And so can all of our listeners. Is it easy? No. Is it, uh, is it going to take work? Yes. It's going to be a result of habits that you do, but it is a decision. Choose to be happy. And then look, what do I need to do in my life? Where do I need to make adjustments to get more happiness? And that's really right now what I chase is what do I got to do to be more happy? Yeah. And it's all cohesive, right? You, you, you made me realize that it is all cohesive. If I'm putting my hours where I want to put them, if I'm respecting my mind and feeding it what I want to feed it, then I should be happy, right? I, I don't understand that. Like, I don't watch the news. I don't no. watch the news. And, and I, let's I, not go too far in that rabbit hole. They can hit up the media consumption podcast. Yeah, the, the, they can hit that up. But it's crazy how many people will will watch things that don't make them happy and they don't even realize it. That They watch stuff to just go and argue and, and, and get heated. And it's like, wow, why, why are you choosing that, right? So I think yeah. you're absolutely right. Time, mind, and happiness, I think, are great great three little pinnacles that we can have and to it's a have start. self self-respect yeah and it's a start right if we start there we have a good foundation to build everything else and, and here's where um i'll tell you just one of the examples of my happiness and it's probably it, it's probably dumb and most people are like you're an idiot for saying this every day i go to the gym you know the first thing i do you guys don't ever see this because i do it before you get there what's the first thing i do when i get to the gym any ideas? I don't know. I walk in and I clean both bathrooms. I literally put on rubber gloves. I spray the foamy shit on the toilet. I wipe it down. I clean up the sinks. I wipe the little handicap rails. I wipe the door handles. And you know the whole time I'm cleaning up bathrooms that I hardly even use? I'm happy. You know why? It's my success that allowed me to have a gym to even clean a bathroom. Right, but I think you're right, Ali. You said it earlier. Too many times we thought if we get from here to there, once I get here, I'm gonna find this happiness. And when we get there, guess what? We're no more happy because the happiness was in between, and we forgot to look for it. Amen. Right. So Amen. I'm happy cleaning bathrooms. I'm pretty sure I'm like two more bathrooms away from being a full blown custodial management <laughs> service guy. But I'm happy doing it because. I clean the bathrooms. You guys come in, you use a clean bathroom, you're happy, right? Now we just got more happiness. And it's only because I have that problem of cleaning a bathroom is because of other successes I've had. Yeah. Happiness is a choice. I've had it. I've had it backwards my whole life. I've always thought. Because you're not taught that. Yeah. Like think about this. Think of, uh, and maybe I'm goofy here. I know we got to probably wrap this one up, but I, I thought about this with my own kids and it made me shift how I parented. A lot of times the day after Christmas is like one of the least happiest days. Hmm. Right? Like, think back to your childhood. On Christmas, you wake up and you're half happy, happy, right? Because you're like, oh, Santa brought me this thing. Then you open it. And if your parents bought the wrong color, or the wrong one, or wasn't the exact model, the day after happy, or the day after Christmas, when you're no longer, you're not getting it, because they got you the wrong one, it's kind of that letdown, right? You're like, oh, man. Like, my parents, I wanted this bike, I wanted this bike, my parents bought me a 10-speed, I didn't want a 10-speed, I can't ride dirt bikes with that. You know, and you're like, oh. And for me, I, I saw that my own kids were like, you know, we thought we got them the best stuff for Christmas. And they're like, oh, it's cool, but I really wanted one to zip. And you're like, 
fuck that. We're going on vacations from now on for Christmas. Like you're getting experiences. No more toys under the tree. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's it's crazy. And when when you place your happiness on something that's in the future or some type of material subject, it's it's that never ending cycle, right? And I feel so so grateful and privileged to have met so many amazing people that have happiness within because honestly Jared if I don't hit any of my goals that I have if I have that I have written down financial goals MMA goals if I lose any fight that I do all of that I truly believe that that I already have the happiness within you know I already figured it out that that, yeah. that I finally got there and I see so many people putting that happiness behind that next thing right oh when I find that soulmate I'm going to be happy oh when I get that job I'm going to be happy oh when I do this and, and having it dependent on some other thing or some other person when it's when it's a choice. The yeah, answer man. is already within. It's yeah. it's there. Alex, you could you could just end the podcast. I'll <laughs> the truth is your happiness is never external. Anything that's external provides a glimpse of happiness is temporary. The new promotion, the new job, the new car, all things. At some point, that's going to fade. True happiness is when you choose it and when you practice it and then when you get to share it. Yeah. And that's – I think that's where we're at tonight, boys. Let's uh, – I think we need to give these guys some homework. And yeah. Start getting on your homework, team. Like, let's, let's get better. Let's choose happiness. Let's choose accountability. Let's control what's coming in into our minds and our spirit and our body and what we're sending out. And it's going to start by examining what you're currently doing. So what do we got for him, Ali? All right. We have three steps for the homework this evening. Step one will be to identify what you are doing on a weekly basis to respect your own time, mind, and happiness. We gave a couple examples. For me, turn off all my notifications for, for my time. Mind, one example is meditation. Happiness, doing things I enjoy going to see my people at trials, going to Toastmasters, doing things that I enjoy. The step two is write out two to three sentences about how these actions respect your own time, mind, and happiness. And for those of you who aren't really doing that, write out things that you want to do and start doing it. It's okay. Everyone's on their own path. If you're like, damn, I don't do shit to respect myself. I respect myself a little more. Then start, start today. Start now. Do the homework and Get, get up to speed because, again, like Jared and I have been saying, this podcast is as much it is as it is for you, for us. I've already made a lot of improvements in my life just from our, our own homework. I'm over here talking about what everyone should be doing. I'm like, oh, shit, yeah, that's, that's actually really applic applicable in my own life. So step two, write out the two to three sentences about how those actions uh, give yourself the respect of your own time, mind, and happiness, and then report back by emailing onpurpose.official at gmail.com. And again, it's always going to be confidential. Even if we're not right, even if we're not rereading what you're sharing, that's holding you accountable. That's making sure that you're doing the homework and you're sending it in. So make sure to take that extra step and don't just say, oh, you know, you're doing it on your own. Send it in. 
Yeah, I appreciate that. And we look forward to a lot of more feedback from our listeners and viewers out there. We appreciate all of you and the time that you trust us with, and we promise to bring you value. So with that, man, we're going to work this week on respecting our time, respecting our mind, and respecting our happiness. And I really want you to focus on the happiness piece and realize that is a choice, and you will not be totally happy until you choose it. So let's start choosing that. So with that, everybody, remember, Our life is too short to live any other way than on purpose. We appreciate you guys being here, and we will catch you all next week. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway, and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.